Welcome to the SoSo Scrutiny Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Stocks, and I have over here my co-host, Robert Maine. What is Santa's favorite weather? Rain, dear. <laughs> I wanted to say rain. I was like, I don't think that's his favorite weather. Oh, rain, dear. <laughs> Get it? Well done, Mr. Stocks. Pretty Merry good. Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas to our listeners. Yes. Thank you for listening. Another year of wonderful holiday fun on the So So Scrutiny podcast. What are we doing today, Corey? Today, we're going to have some fun, give some Christmas gifts, talk about some stuff, a couple holiday things, Newfound Glory, and the new Home Alone. Yeah, we're going to scrutinize right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, the new this song right here. This is off a new Newfound Glory. What's the album called? Uh, December's here. December's here. It is. And then the yeah the new remake of Home Alone. I guess they call it. Yeah. Uh, then we're gonna get into a uh, little storytelling segment on Scary Christmas. We unofficially call it the NPR segment. Yeah, because <laughs> it is very like it's more produced. Yes. Um, yeah, we get into some like weird traditions that people get into, like uh, figures, not like traditions, sorry, not traditions, but like figures that people look into, not just old St. Nick, but some other weird fucking, Creepy ones. we had some fun looking into some of these, uh, these creatures and uh, a lot of them, they still celebrate to this day and it's pretty great. Yeah, it is. And then in the end, we'll uh, review Like Pacific's new record. I, what's the name again? We're terrible at this podcast. I, uh, no, I like. We've been I doing it for a few years. Control my sanity. Control my go. sanity. And then can't swim's record change of plans. Yeah, been so, looking forward to talking. Beginning about of that. the episode, lock Christmas, and the end is going to be more traditional scrutiny stuff. Yeah, but uh, all right, unofficial sponsors. Let's get those off out of the way. We had some delicious coffee. Still, yeah, it's cold right now in my mug, but it's still delicious. Where is it from? Dark Horse Coffee down in San Diego. I mean, they've they've broadened, but um, they're dark. The Dark Horse stuff is mostly dark coffee, right? It's like, it, they a have, lot of it is stronger. I feel at least, yeah. and that like the flavors profiles yeah. like really come out. This one's dark tasting, but it's very light. Yeah, it's not heavy. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, it's not it's super great. acidic either. It's, like the, it's the Christmas like. edition, right? Yeah, it's the Christmas nice. stuff. So. Delicious. Dark sorry, Horse sorry, coffee. coffee code, but we're giving some, some, some press to Dark <laughs> some, Horse. Some, some props. That's what I was trying to think. Props. props there you to, go. The Dark Horse. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to the Satanic Temple. This time of year, the Satanic Temple is a is a great place for donations and all that kind of stuff. And they're of course accepting donations and everything this time of year. Yeah, they are. And cool. uh, I'm yes, I'm a card carrying member, and I just like to. They're a lot better than people think they are, and not not the Church of Satan. That's not what we are. That's that's different. That's a little darker. They're a little more kind of weird. The Satanic Temple is a little bit more about humans. So, just want to give a shout out to them. They just, they do some amazing work. Like right now in Texas, with the whole abortion thing, if if you want to have an abortion, you can go to the Satanic Temple and use their religious beliefs to get your abortion pills and stuff. So under they're using like the Republicans own like laws against them in <laughs> Texas with religious. This is our religion. This is my religion. So Well, that's what the Satanic Temple is. It's a response to just just yeah, it's crazy not, rules. It's nothing about 
really hailing Satan. It's just yeah. it's just believing in everything opposite that is going on. We want the yin to the yang. That's yeah, all. exactly. But this time of year, you know, everything's very Christian. Give a little money to the Satanic Temple. <laughs> Give six dollars and sixty six cents to them. How about that? I like that. You want to get the Christmas? Now speaking of. Uh, or not speaking of, let's get the Christmas gifts, the, the, the Jesus Christ gifts out of the way. All right. Do you want to do, you do mine first. All right. You want me to open yours first? Yeah. Okay. So I, got, I got a few things for you. One of let's them see. is from my mother, which is nice. We're going to do that nice. one first. Let's do it. All right. But there is a card inside of it for, from me. Should I look at the card first? Yeah, look at the card first. That's very, it's actually very Satan for you. Oh, hail Santa. I love it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, love. Robert Maine. It has like the pentagram in it. That's super I'm cool. I look at the back too. Santa Claus. Love it. You don't, have to, re- you don't have to read all of them. But oh, it's it got has the, the tenets. The seven tenets of the satanic. Are one a- should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Is number one. I'm not going to read them all, but They're that's good. a good one. That's a good one. And then the um, Scrooney website in the bottom. Yeah. So, so Scrooney.com. Got to remind me to go to my <laughs> website. <laughs> well, I made a bunch. I'm, I'm making them for everybody. Nice. I love it. Yeah. This is awesome. Good work. I don't Love like it. I don't like paying Hallmark six dollars for a card. I can print it out myself. No. Yeah, and they look at they're even more personalized. <laughs> I like it a lot. There you go. We'll go in a frame or something. All right, what Put have we got? Fridge. What have we got in here? Snowman. I, I, I honestly don't know what's in this bag. My mom gave it for to me for you and oh, can you not eat that? Is that not vegan? What well, says snowman come unassembled? What is that? Oh, maybe it's like a oh, I think you add water marshmallow to it. snowman treat oh, pack. Can't have that. I'll take that. Well, I probably could. Marshmallow. It's got gluten know. in there, right? Maybe. The delicious. Sorry, my mom. Knows, oh, my mom oh, should know better. Sorry, I'll take everything. Tea. There you go. You can have that. Yes. Tea. Bigelow. Mrs. Stocks will like that. Nice uh, assorted collection of caffeine-free herbal teas. Oh, for okay. There you go. No, no, no boob milk caffeine. Oh, cold brew instant coffee. There you go. Packets. Okay. So good. Good job, mom. What else? Wow, she like went all out. She's got a whole like just got like you know how our right, right now our certainty studio is. Half studio, half Christmas presents. North Pole, I No offense, because this is your house. But my mom has a room just like this, but it's literally filled with all Christmas presents. Yeah, she's it's got like, all these little bags just like this, and she's just crazy. She's her I own little it. elf. And yeah, so what else we got? Hot chocolate bomb. Oh, can you can you drink that? I don't think so. Nope, but I'll take that. Everything oh, you can't take, I'll, I'll take it. More cold brew there tea, pumpkin spice. She there knows the pumpkin spices. I'm all about it. More cold brew. Dude. One's coffee and one's like tea, right? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, these are cool. What have we got here? Salted caramel latte flavoring. Ooh. Can you do that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's like a little. This is good. Do a couple stuff. drops in your coffee. So, yeah. So now you like doing maple syrup in your coffee sometimes. Yeah, yeah I do. There that actually is really good. Well, more, <laughs> more coffee, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna be. These are rad though. They're like these like uh, individual like. Have you tried them? Instant. Uh, coffee. I have not these specific ones. Oh, another uh, non-vegan thing I'll take. Thank you. But uh, unofficial sponsor, Kusa Coffee. There you go. Nice. More vanilla Ooh. latte flavoring. Another, another shot. There's a lot of stuff in Dude, I know. No, amaretto. I love Ooh. amaretto. It'll be good in some booze, too. Throw some. Throw yeah, a little couple of drops of that in some whiskey. Cappuccino flavor. Okay. Was I have milk? Oh. Yeah, you can look on the back. No, you're good. Whoa. Phoenix Pearl. What? Oh, green teas. More <laughs> teas, dude. I, she knows. My mom is outshining my present right now. I love tea. And then. Ooh. Seize uh, candy. Can you eat those? You probably can, Seize right? Seize candy. Yeah, I'll take those. Nice. 
Tell her thank <laughs> there you, you go. so much. That's the mom gift. This will all tea and coffee be used. All right, let's see. Now, um, this this stuff is still kind of from my mom, but for me too. But that bag was most of my mom. All right, all my mom. Let's see what's bag. in this. Do the bag. card first. The card. Open it. Mister mm-hmm. Stock. Oh, the stocks. The stock. This is more for you and and the the ladies. Nice. Eh. Let's see. It is a card. Season's greetings. It's a well, cool card, though. It's like black to and... to you, too. Open. <laughs> I like it. it says open. What else? Love, Robert. Man. Hail Satan. What's this? Very similar to last year. Oh, nice. So Snack not, sack. Not vegan cuts, because they, fuck that brand. They automatically they renewed. They kept sending yeah, me stuff. And didn't tell me. This one is only for three months. So nice. it's another vegan like packed thing for every month. Awesome. Thank you. I don't know you. what else. I was trying to I, I was looking at some vinyl stuff. And I was like, no, I want something for you and Liz. Yes, yeah, like bomb. A, there you go. And then yeah, this is dumb stuff. Liz loves these. <laughs> it's a, what bubble is it wrap pop sheets. It's just a toy. Stress sheets, you just pop them. But it's a toy. Yeah. Loves that it. one. And now these other two things are what my mom makes. And she's been selling them. One's for Liz. That one's for Liz. It's like a little jewelry box. Oh, that's awesome. And the other one's for uh, Madeline, for things, little things you want to put in there. Like, oh, maybe her teeth when they fall out, stuff like that, you know? That is cool. Oh, it's I a little, love this. So it's a little, the little jewelry boxes that my mom made. One's like black with some jewelry, and this one is purple. Might, uh. be, might be painted shut. <laughs> purple with a rainbow on it. <laughs> I can't open it. Maybe she should. She's <laughs> There we go. There you go. What's in there? It's a. So my mom made these little cards. She's an AA. And in every box, jewelry box you buy from her, she has the uh, serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Very cool. Hail Satan. Love it. So there you go. All right, dude. That's very cool. All right. Right here, dude. Oh, you took it. All right, it's my turn. I love the bag. Bag is if this, classic. If this bag was a shirt, I'd wear it too. That's kind Just of a be cool. Careful. Okay, cool. Be careful. Oh, you know me too well. I just mentioned this. Some coffee code. Coffee. Yeah, you said that's like the best one. Jasmine, lemongrass, and green apple. It's like Ooh. a wash. I'm, I'm out of coffee right now too. Thank you. All right, what's next? I like the new bags too. <laughs> I think I. I thought I smelled something. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Oh, what is that? That cup is fucking rad, dude. Yeah, it's got he an got R me on a, it. a coffee cup that's green and has a uh, R on it that's kind of shiny. And it's got a cool red, uh, gold top on it. What's in said coffee cup? Am I allowed to say? Yeah, dude. Is it CBD or is it regular stuff? Read it. Oh, wait. <laughs> World's strongest joint, Moon Rock. <laughs> Where'd you go to get this? Ash Society. Oh, really? You went without me? Yeah. You bastard. All yeah, right. Well, shout out bastard. to Ash Society, our, my uh, clinic. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, dude. I'll be smoking that tonight. I figured. Appreciate that. Did you get yep. something else while you were there? I did. Okay. Oh, Many a thing. I'll bring it like, Just a little bit of food. Mer- <laughs> Are we going to actually play that today? I'll play, it. I'll play it during one of the breaks. The That'd breaks, be great. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. I can't wait to have some coffee out of that mug. Yeah, dude. That's, be- that's a sure. beautiful cup. I think You were the one that got me the Ron Swanson mug, too, right? Great. Mugs, dude. That's it, it's that one of my so favorite nice. things to collect. So I figure my nana is gonna go crazy for this cup. She's gonna want to drink out of it herself. 
Thank you, bud. You're like, only people with the name are. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. That was fun. Good Christmas um, gifts. Other than Christmas, what else has been going on with you, bud? You're at school now? School, yeah, Christmas so, break. A lot got of baby. Three weeks, and then tons of baby. Um, got a bunch of gifts for her. It's her first Christmas. Oh, I'm so seeing them around here. Yeah, we're just going to have her been, like... Are all these gifts from you guys? Yeah. Wow. Santa, do, Santa went crazy this year. What's this thing? This bowling thing? Oh, it's a bowling thing. It's for our uh, one of our nephews. Oh, okay. She's not getting that. You know. she's, she's getting this thing. She's getting that. Oh, it's like the a mat. It's like a. It's like a mat with the alphabet on it. So it's like a UFC crawl mat. around. Yeah, it's like a child's like, UFC mat. Yeah, so she can crawl <laughs> around and stuff. Rad. Um, I what hope. Else? I hope for many cute photos and videos. Yeah. this year. Are you guys getting a tree? You guys Tons have a stuff. Yeah, we have a fake tree downstairs. Is it downstairs? Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Little one. We got to get a new one, but we're waiting until like. Do the cats fuck with it? No, not. They're actually really good with it. Okay. They don't mess around with it. My at cats. All. My cats back in the day, we wouldn't. We weren't allowed to have a tree after a few years because they just, just kept destroyed it. Me. Yeah. But um, cool. But yeah, that's else? what's up with me. Um, you just bored without school? Yeah. Well, I I actually enjoy being bored because it's all <laughs> it's you know it tells you that nothing's going on, nothing's going wrong. So. It's true. I like it. And a lot of time with the baby. Yep. She is adorable. Um, I've been kind of busy. Unfortunately, November and December have been pretty slow with my jobs, with like the film industry. Just that happens every year. Kind of sucks. But I've been trying to make the best of it. Um, I did um, last time before we our last episode, I uh, got to first AD um, a, a couple music videos. Um, one was this band or this guy named Scotty Sire. I did a couple. I did we t- did two music videos in two days, and one came out. I think I mentioned that one way back in the day, and then he put out another one, which is pretty cool. Go look on his YouTube. And this other one we did with this band called Dance with the Dead, which is like this electronic metal band that doesn't do vocals; it's just music. And it was like a, a fun concept that uh, my friend DJ Ronner came up with, where it's this guy driving around in this old Lincoln Continental and the only thing that is the fuel for the car are dead bodies. So he drives around and picks up, picks up hitchhikers and throws them in the, uh, the trunk and it, the muffler sp- spurts blood out of it and yeah. it keeps running and he's like immortal. It's kind of, a, it was a really fun shoot. So that, that came out. Uh, I went to Disneyland the other day. Nice. That was fun. Um, I haven't been there in so long. It's, this is weird, man. It's, it's, once you get there, it's like old times. But man, the way they have everything set up now with like the reservations and different passes, and now they have like the lightning lane and they have a genie pass, and it's just it's really confusing. But if you can figure it out, it's still a good time. Yeah, for sure. We gotta, we're gonna bring you and Liz without the baby. Next one year. last time. Next we year, gotta go one more yeah, time. We gotta go and rise the resistance, dude. It's yeah, I've never been. So fucking good. It's like the best ride. It's not even a ride. It's an experience. And I want to see. The Avengers Campus, but it's pretty rad. We have to <laughs> mount up the money because it's you know for both it's pretty expensive. We'll figure it out. We'll get it. We'll get we'll you get going. Well, out. I think you might just have to eat it and do one park. Yeah, and then that go wait again, another year and do or we go later do, in the year. We can for the do second. the park hopper, but it's a little harder trying to get everything. In yeah, one it'd day. be better to do Disneyland on one day. And then come back later in the year, do Disneyland. Or Let's do, do it. Uh, can we, we'll plan it. We'll talk yeah. after. We'll talk. Got it. Um, and then I played golf in Angel Stadium. No big deal. I did that a couple NBD, years ago, dude. too. Yeah, it was cool. There's, there's I like the little, there's like a little 
car driving around on the field? Like, yeah, they got to pick, pick up, the, up balls. the balls. Yeah. Is there anybody in the yeah. car? Yeah. So they get hit by balls sometimes. When we were playing, um, so the scoring was like if you got into a certain area, it was so many strokes. And our we made up a rule if, if you hit the golf cart, it was under three. You got negative three point three strokes. But we we didn't get. I got cl- I got close once, but none of them none of us hit it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was fun. This this company called Stadium Links. They go during the off season of baseball, and turn the stadium into like a golfing range, basically. And it's it's really weird to hit off the top level of Angel Stadium into the field. It's really weird. It'd be fun to do though. It's pretty fun. It's never yeah. done that. Went with my brother in law and his sister and his his dad, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. So cool. That's what I've been up to. All right, let's get into uh, some scrutinies. So we're listening right now. Let's just get this this one over with. We're listening new to the, Glory. the new New Found Glory album. Um, December December here. Let's start from the top. Corey, lead us off on this one. Um, so I love this record mainly because during the pandemic, um, when everything sucked, and December rolled around, we're like, "What the hell are we gonna do? We're stuck inside, right? We can't really do anything." And Newfound Glory, being the awesome band that they are, decided we're going to do a couple things. First off, we'll do a 40-song set where we play all our classics, some new stuff. And then we'll also do a like this cool like Christmas special around Christmas time. So they did like... It was this full... They played every one of these songs... Um, and between each song, I don't know all the song. I don't know if they played all of them, but most of them. And between each song, they had a skit. So Cyrus, like Is this the thing from last year, I think it was last year. It was last year. We baked, talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, okay. they didn't do another one this year. No, okay. they like baked cookies. They did all these yeah, it things, was great. right? Super cool. I wish it would have come out like on a like a DVD. It would be a cool like little like tradition to do. But I don't think they're ever gonna like really re-release it. But they ended up taking all those songs and putting together a vinyl this year and released it. Um, and oh, I didn't under, I didn't realize that. So all yeah. those songs from that thing now are on this on one. this vinyl. Did they, yeah, they didn't put them out as an, an album last year. No, they oh. held them till this year. Oh, I guess I don't know okay. what the maybe the yeah, choice is. This, I don't know because when I was listening to this song, sounded familiar. I was like, oh, I remember. Now it makes sense. I remember yeah. seeing this song as like the ad. For like come and watch the and live that was stream. it was just okay. such a cool little time like it felt like we we're back out having a good time and that I love this record for that reason. Oops, sorry. Um, that and I like not having like I like having a vinyl that doesn't have traditional Christmas songs. Like I'm tired of hearing like Mariah Carey. I'm tired of hearing like O Come Emmanuel. I'm tired of hearing like Rudolph the Red. You know, I heard all those for years. So it's nice to have. A collection of songs that are different, you know, and um, because I have a Dustin Kensu record, but all those are like traditional hymn type songs. So is this their first Christmas album? I think so. I thought they had done one, other or maybe one. they did, but I'm they were covers. Just... I think. Oh. Um, for this one, it was all originals. So I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. I. This one, this album didn't really stick with me because I didn't know the songs. Like, yeah, I, you totally get their Christmas songs, but I don't know. This I listened. I usually do two listens through. Yeah, when I scrutinize sure. an album, I only did one. 
I listened. I listened through all the way through. Like I got it. You it's, got the drift. It's a newfound glory pop punk Christmas album. That's exactly what it is. But it didn't really like. I don't necessarily want to listen to this in the background. I'd rather listen to like some traditional like Buble. Like, yeah. Listen. I'm I'm kind of different. And one thing, one thing that threw me off, and I understand because I've written Christmas songs in the back, and they're they're hard to do. It's hard enough to write a fucking pop song. Yeah. But then you have to overlay Christmas on top of that. It's really hard. Yeah. And one thing that throws me off is the fucking the jingle bells, the Christmas bells in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every fucking Christmas song has those in the background. Do you know how many songs on this album have sleigh bells in the background? Probably all of them, right? All of them but one. I think it's... I think it's this one. Snow. You still get the idea. It's a Christmas yeah. song. So it is possible to write a Christmas song without the fucking sleigh bells yeah. in the background. <laughs> it's my only thing. Like, listen, like I'll, I'll go through the whole album right here. Christmas there bells. They are. There they are. And I'll stop until I hear them. Right off the bat. There you go. Well. Oh, uh, that was the holiday. It's still downloading. I'm sorry. The Wi-Fi here is terrible because Corey won't move his Wi-Fi around. <laughs> right there off the is, bat. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Yep. There they are. There they are. There they are. There they are. Oops. There they are. There they are. Now, this is the snow one that doesn't have it. There they are. <laughs> there they are. And there they are. They, oh, yeah. Every fucking one. song literally starts off with these goddamn bells. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. It just... It, you don't like the bells. Christmas fucking sleigh bells doesn't doesn't make it a Christmas song. You can yeah. still write a good Christmas song without goddamn sleigh bells. So I'm sorry. That just, just stuck with me. It's always... Yeah. I don't know. But I understand how hard it is to write a Christmas song without those in the background. You write... This like because it has to be like song and you're yeah. like you're sitting there going man it's just not Christmas enough what's what's missing like there's something oh the jing 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 and then you're like oh now it's a Christmas song now yeah. it's now it's, it's like it shouldn't be the way it is sorry yeah Makes for sense. sure sorry. for me I guess it was um it's like because we just had a baby so like I think part of it is like I want to make traditions and one of the traditions is like this is an album both Liz and I were like oh this is really good. I can't. So, I'm not saying this album yeah. is bad. No, it's it not. It just but. I am stuck on this pet peeve of yeah, sleigh bells for so. sure. But and so for us, it was more of a like, oh my gosh, this could be a really cool like tradition. We'll play this song. We'll yeah, you know those types of things. So I totally get it. I think if you're looking for some non-traditional yeah. Christmas songs, this is even if you're not into pop punk, this is straight up like doo wop. Like yeah, I like that a lot. There's no real distortion in these. And he's, he's using brushes on the goddamn drum set. Yeah, so, yeah. This is, I think, it, it it'd be great if you're at a big, you know, family function for this Christmas, yeah. and everyone's trying to like, oh, let's put some Christmas music on. Well, I don't listen to the Buble. I don't listen to that. And you're like, oh, I got something. And I, you put this on, and people aren't gonna recognize it. I put it, it like, on in class this past week great. before, and the kids were like, oh, this is pretty good. And yeah, that was and you get, cool. even like listening on like low volume like this in the background, you're getting the idea. Yeah, because of the fucking sleigh bells. That it's, it's a Christmas <laughs> song. So. But I, I gave it a uh, 87. Oh, let me get mine. Uh, I'm sorry. I uh, You dinged I, it a bit. That's the, fine. It's the goddamn sleigh bells. Um, oh, that's yours. I'm sorry. I was like, I did not rate it an 87. Um, 
Oh, almost rotten. I, I think this is just two different um, personalities yeah. here. You you were, were looking for some song, yeah, songs yeah, that for were sure. not the traditional yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a traditional I just, guy. So. I, like I've always, but that's been me my whole life. I've never liked Christmas music all that much, but. When one comes along, like Blink or like this or like just also, I th- you know, I had a kind of a back of my mind. I feel like Newfound Glory could do better than this. I feel like they kind of uh, sent it, mailed it in. Oh, okay, a, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Because I know these songs are easy. It's just three chords, doo wop. But maybe guys, it's what they like, wanted. Like Godfather is a pop punk, and yeah, like, I would have liked a little bit more. I'm sure if they found. did like. A full-on Christmas record. This isn't out of the norm of them. They've they've done these like doo-wop albums. It's not like it's this is out of the blue. Like this is something we have known from Newfound Glory, but just not my favorite. Yeah, that's fine. But I'll probably, you know what? I'll probably put this in the background at Christmas. Heck yeah. Yeah, I like it. But you can do better. All right, let's get into uh, this fucking stupid movie. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hate me. We're gonna be, yeah, we're completely opposite on the Christmas shit because. So yeah, set it up. Go ahead. What's the movie we watched? Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, it was directed by Dan Mazur, who, surprisingly enough, is a guy that usually works with like Sasha Baron Cohen. Works on a bunch of writing oh, really? with him. Okay. He works really closely with him, um, like on Borat, Ali G, all that stuff. Surprising. Um, okay. So that kind of makes some sense now that they get like a yeah, movie. This. You all think I'm crazy for this, but I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes review and I was like, "Oh shit, it's like 16 percent." Is it and really? Like 15 for the oh. for the. Uh, oh, I was like, "Yeah, go ahead." Uh, welcome to the So So Scrutiny Podcast. Who do we got on the line today? Hi, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, just wanted to uh, put in my two cents um, about the horrible choice to remake Home Alone, Home Alone here. And I just thought I would go ahead and let you know that that movie sucked. Ashley, I'm not even fucking joking. We just set that movie up. We were just about to talk about it. I should have played it like we we did this on purpose. Like this was like perfectly produced podcast. That's funny. No, literally, we're just talking about it. So you watched it? I know what trash is. Okay, so you didn't you didn't watch it. But she's not wrong, Corey. Sorry. Looks like a duck and walks like a duck. It's probably a fucking duck. <laughs> well, thanks for your opinion, uh, Ashley, uh, from the What's Your Position podcast. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you got coming up on the podcast? I was actually calling to see if you may want to, uh, you know, hang out tomorrow and um, do a podcast because uh, I'm not doing anything. Well, as the producer of What's Your Position Podcast, I'll say, uh, yeah. Great. Let me, let me call you after we're done. <laughs> bye, Bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Love you, bye. That's that's funny. That she that's called, pretty funny. <laughs> out of um, nowhere to tell us that the Home Alone movies fucking sucked. But, um... <laughs> I, I didn't think it sucked. I don't think it. I, I don't think it completely fucking sucked. But I don't I was, think it sucked. I don't right, we'll talk, even talk it up. Talk okay, it up. so I don't Tell even think stuff. I don't even think it was a bad movie. Um, I've seen horrible garbage before. Yeah, this um, is not that. I feel like 
it's obviously not ever going to be a classic. It's like it was trying to be like classic style uh, style movie. There you go. Um, but I definitely didn't hate it. Um, the cameo is cool. Can we the do brother? spoiler? Yeah. It's in the trailer. Yeah. So Buzz, the brother, is like a cop in it. So he's all grown up. It's kind of me- funny. They talk about, he mentions Kevin a couple times. And I was like, oh my God. Is if he, he going to come out the very dude, end? He wouldn't, been, do it. he wouldn't ever. It would have made it a little better for yeah, me. Yeah, been like, Oh, yeah, it would be funny if he came in. He was like this trashy, like scene whatever kind of kid yeah. guy. Yeah, something. But, but um, the tease us like that. See, like, I didn't. The thing I didn't like about his cameo is that they went too far with it. I feel like the magic was lost in that cameo after he kept talking about. I'm stuff. gonna disagree with you now because I feel well, like a that, lot of people are saying you know like you can't do Home Alone now because of cell phones. Yeah, that was like one of the early true because. His character really helped sell the story that no one was going to come and help him because of cell phones. His mom found out. Like, that's. Yeah. Let's back up a little bit. So, this is the story basically of, like, it's like Home Alone, like the original story. It's the same. All the movies throughout the franchise, even the kind of shitty third one, are all the same format. The kid gets left at home, parents go off to vacation and don't realize till they're he's gone they're they're there with this one with cell phones it was gonna be a little harder and i can understand like how do we write this with people knowing cell phones yeah and the police with Ke- with kevin's brother buzz he was like oh no this is done to me every year kevin calls me and and, and pranks me every year with the same fucking thing like yeah they, they curse this out this movie multiple times no they don't um, that was kind of helped sold me like, oh, okay. So like, this, he's, he's not going to the house. He's already gone to the house once, but he's not going to go again because yeah. Kevin, his brother messes, messes with, him. with him every year now that they're older. So that kind of was like, oh, okay. I, I liked that little tie in a little bit. And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I like, I didn't think it was bad. I think. I think um, it would have been disrespectful if they didn't mention the older movies. For sure. Like, the third one was the complete, like, departure of, yeah. like, the whole thing. This one was, like, makes mentions. It's in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I like. And I like, I liked, um... Because what, cause what the, the people showing this movie to people, like, are going to be parents that were kids during the first yeah. Home Alone showing to their kids. So they need to be entertained not with with the, the, the children, um... Together, I like that, yeah, and I like the kid. I thought the kid was a pretty good actor, funny kid. Oh, I love that guy. What's he's his hilarious. name? Hilarious, the boy. He what? was in Jojo Rabbit. He um, is going to be. I think he's going to be the next like Jonah Hill. He's going to be like this when he comes like a teenager. He's going to be like this like raunchy like co- comedic like best friend actor, and then when he gets into like his twenties and thirties, watch out. He is going to be. I'm putting my money on that fucking kid. What's his name? Um, Archie Yates. Archie. That's his... He's... His he, name is Archie. He's great. That's awesome. Um, I fucking love this kid. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed his whole, like, he planned out, like, all these traps, which, by the way, would kill anybody who had happened to, yeah. just like the originals. It's very much like a cartoon. Super, like, like original, slapstick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't huge on, like, the two, like, Ellie Kemper and whatever his name is, Rob Delaney. Yeah. They're okay, but... I like the idea. I kind of was like bummed it wasn't robbers. Yeah. We're getting a little bit of spoilers. I mean, 
You don't need to go, watch just it. Just watch the yeah, fucking first one. If you've never seen Home Alone, go watch the first one. We're yeah. not. It's better than what we what we watched. But I like the idea of them not exactly co- copying the original. So the fact that these like these two parents from another house are so desperate that they need to break in and find this doll so they can save their family was was good. But then by the end of it, when like all the dust is settled and everyone's having a good Christmas, it was kind of weird. It was like, yeah. you shouldn't be friends with this family. No. Like it's almost killed. This you. is too much cartoon. Like, yeah, uh, it, they kind of killed. But I, where else were they going to go with it? Yeah, they could put, true. Put those people in jail. Like. I don't know. That's a, I think the writers, because obviously Disney or whoever wanted to make this movie were like, this is a cash cow. We're going to do it. Now yeah. write the movie. And I'm sure the the writers were just put into a corner. Like anything we make is going to be just destroyed because this, we're making a remake on a fucking holiday classic. Yeah. Not in a classic, a holiday classic. So, And I mean, it like it hit all the right beats. With it was going me. up against it. Like, oh, cool. This is okay. But... When you compare it to like Home Alone One Guys, and Two, it's just like uh, I got really fucking high before I watched this because I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, and it still didn't help. Sorry, there were now that you said like the Borat guy was involved, there are these like little small like almost like SpongeBob SquarePants moments where there's like a little glimmer of adult humor in there. Yeah, that is so like specific that it will glow, you know, gloss over the kid's head that they don't get it, but. The parents go, okay, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of funny. Like, for sure. So there's uh, these kind of moments where I was like giggling to myself, like, oh, that's kind of funny. But like, I didn't want to giggle at it. <laughs> so I uh, I ended up giving it a 68. Okay. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was great. It was just kind of in the middle. I honestly would put it on par with Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 is kind of not as good. Yeah, Home but it's better 1. than 3. Yeah, it is. We all go, it's, Home Alone is the best. I would actually go one, two, four, three. Yeah, I think this yeah, one yeah. is better than three. I would almost put it on par with two. Three is not is honestly not that bad. The best thing about not, two, that kid was actually pretty good. Yeah, the best thing about two is Macaulay Culkin. Like he's just oh, makes not, that not Donald movie. Trump. No, no, yeah, Donald Trump. He's the best part of the whole movie. He has a cameo. Best part. What does he say again? I think, not in my oh, get out wait, of my. Isn't, what he isn't say? the new? Isn't if you watch it on Disney? Isn't he taken out of it? I don't think he got. Did they take him out? I look. don't feel like they took him out. I we I'll just it watched it though. Um, I heard some rumors that, did, that people were pissed that he was in the fucking movie. Was that guy say? Was he say again? Like, I think it's that way or something. He's, He's like, just like giving him directions or something. Yeah. But I gave it forty six. That's a trash can. I got the fucking. If uh, it's half and half, then it is still a trash can. I'll just put my name on it. I think we could just put it on there. It's fine. Uh, you think it's trash can? Enough? I don't think it's trash can, but uh, you put it on since. I'll just be, I'll just know. have my name on it, not Corey's name. Like when we have to add, like there's a album that we just trashed. Anyway, it's not bad. It's not bad. Go watch it's it. It's not bad, but it's not good. If you have kids, but see, here's the thing. If you have kids and they're like old enough to like comprehend these kind of movies, like eight, nine, maybe like six, between, they might enjoy between it. six and ten. Show them the original home. Yeah, yeah. yeah do I that. wouldn't show them this one first, and then no. maybe you should though to show them like. No, I think it'd be one, two, this one. But I think the kids would be just if you show them the first two and then you show them this they're one, they're gonna, gonna be like, bad. "What the fuck is this? This is a bad, this is a bad version of what you just showed me." Maybe so. do show it to. I don't know. 
All it's I know hard. is go watch it. If you have a long list of Christmas movies, don't watch it. But if you yeah. can find some time, we're watch trying it. to scrutinize something that was yeah. more recent. So there you go. But anyway, um, we're going to take a break right now. But during that break, we're going to play a holiday tradition, right? For the guests, we're going to play them a play them the video. When we come back, we're actually going to do the new the NPR segment where we uh, cover some weird Christmas traditions. And then when we come back, it will be. Mm, I don't, don't want to spoil it too much. No. No, no spoil. But right, after the no NPR spoils. segment, we'll come back. Right. A little treat. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bye. fellow humans. This is Ashley from What's Your Position podcast. We love to educate, entertain, and enlighten our listeners and discuss all things sex, love, and life. Join us for the full frontal episodes where we learn from guests around the globe about their sex lives and experiences. Or check out our quickies where I discuss current sex topics, pump you full of statistics, and fill your brain with knowledge. From masturbation to anal sex, first kisses to $5 hand jobs, we've got your sex spectrum covered. Check us out on Instagram at What's Your Position Podcast and search for What's Your Position wherever you get podcasts. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. Christmas. It's a holiday synonymous with the merry, the bright, and who can deny that warm, fuzzy feeling of giving and receiving gifts while surrounded by those you love the most. Throughout history, families have come together to celebrate and revel in all the cheer that comes in the colder months of the year. What if something darker lurked out in the dreadful cold? Some unspeakable horror waiting to drag away unsuspecting victims.
So grab a cup of cocoa, gather around the fireplace, and we'll take you on a tour of three creepy Christmas legends that will have you shaking from more than the cold. For centuries, the middle of winter has been a time of celebration for families. Even before the arrival of the story of Jesus of Nazareth, Europeans have celebrated during the cold, dark months, perhaps longing for some source of warmth and cheer. The Norse celebrated Yule, a period between December 21st and January. To celebrate the reappearance of the sun, Young men and their fathers would drag in bundles of Yule logs and burn them. What's more, the families would feast until the logs went out, sometimes for a length of around two weeks. The Norse believed that each ember or spark from the fire represented a new animal to be born in the next year. The end of December was always the perfect time to celebrate, as the cattle were to be slaughtered since they couldn't be fed during the colder months. More importantly, most beer and wine were done fermenting during the end of December, making for the perfect time to enjoy a delicious libation. In Germany, many revered and even feared the pagan god Odin. This was another reason to stay inside and celebrate the warmth and safety of one's own home. Meanwhile, in Rome, the winter months were not nearly as harsh, hence the celebration of Saturnalia. Saturnalia celebrated in the name of the god Saturn and was aimed at the acknowledgement of new agriculture. The holiday was celebrated for a whole month and food and drink were plentiful. Also around the time of the winter solstice, the Romans would celebrate Juvenalia, which was a celebration of youth. The upper class would also celebrate the birthday of Mithra. This celebration happened much like Christmas on December 25th. Evidently, there are many stories behind the origins of Christmas, but these examples are some of the oldest reported. In modern times, all over the world, families celebrate the good tidings that the middle of the winter brings, despite the cold.
Mary Lloyd is an interesting name for a rather creepy tradition. The legend was created in the 1800s in Wales. According to the Mary Lloyd tradition, a horse's skull would be mounted on a pole and carried by a person wearing a sackcloth to disguise themselves. Mary Lloyd would become a beloved tradition and the horse would become a mainstay during the Welsh Christmas holiday. The tradition saw four to seven men parading about with ribbons, staffs, and instruments following the Mary Lloyd. Once the frightening troop approached a house, they would sing a song requesting admittance to the home, while the residents of the house had to come up with excuses for the horrifying horse to remain outside. A musical battle of the wits would continue until the residents ran out of excuses for Mari Lloyd to stay outside. Once the homeowners ran out of excuses, the parade of men would enter, offering food and ale. Oftentimes, Mary Lloyd enters houses and public places, chasing around and frightening young children, and sometimes adults. The actor playing the Mary Lloyd snaps its jaw, neighing, and creating chaos until the leader restrains it. Another character named Punch that follows the Mary Lloyd threatens to extinguish the fireplace if he isn't told not to. Visually, the Mary Lloyd is a terrifying sight. One can only imagine seeing a horse skull parading toward their home with several others following singing and chanting in an eerie traditional display. But Mari Lud became a beloved tradition over time, and the horse and its merry musical men would become a regular occurrence during the holidays. The Welsh tradition continues to this day, and is a sign of the warmth of the holiday spirit. Santa Claus is a name we're all familiar with. The jolly, rosy-cheeked symbol of joy is a figurehead in virtually all cultures in some manner. He brings tidings of comfort, cheer, and toys to all the individuals who've been well-behaved throughout the year. But what about the naughty? Originating in France in the 15th century, Hans Trapp, also known as the Christmas Scarecrow, is a terrifying force to be reckoned with. Hans Trapp's deal with the devil landed him a frightening place in the minds of children. He, unlike jolly old Saint Nick, was a bringer of darkness to any young soul who decided to step out of line. The most terrifying thing about Hans Trapp is that the legend is based in truth. His misdeeds carried far beyond the legends about him. 
There are many tales of the real man's misgivings as well. Hans von Trotha was a knight who lived from 1450 to 1503. He was the commander of multiple castles and disputed with the church over land the castles were built on. Out of anger over the dispute, von Trotha cut off the supply water to a nearby town. The Pope himself would go on to excommunicate von Trotha, but this was no matter, as he would be absolved for his misgivings by the French royal court. Perhaps out of anger over his dispute with the church, von Trotha ruminated in his hatred of people. Thus began the legend of Hans Trapp, the alleged cannibal and punisher of naughty children. To this day, Hans Trapp serves as a warning to naughty children. A counterpart to Saint Nick, Trapp is an evil force that will stop at nothing to punish those that choose to misbehave throughout the year. So, before you put out your milk and cookies, make sure you haven't been naughty or the scary French scarecrow will come get you. Or turn off your water. Much like our friend Hans Trapp, this last character is nefarious, terrifying, and out to get all those that have been naughty this season. In the dead of night on December 5th, a colder wind blows. Windows on houses are shuttered, and doors are locked. Because on December 5th, many misbehaved victims may be subject to the wrath of Krampus. At first sight, one might confuse Krampus for the devil himself. He's actually more of a shadow of Santa Claus. If Santa Claus is the light and joy of the Christmas season, then Krampus is the darkness, the ever-watchful eye in the dark recesses of our minds. Krampus is a nightmarish creature that is covered in dark fur and has the cloven hooves of a goat along with horns, hence the comparisons to the modern idea of the devil. Krampus's appearance may strike fear in the hearts of many, but his looks pale in comparison to what legend tells us about his actions against those who transgress throughout the year. Appearing alongside St. Nicholas in early December, Krampus has the duty of punishing unruly young children. He carries chains that he rattles to terrify them, and often swaths them with a birch branch. In some iterations of the Krampus story, the creature carries a basket on his back in which he imprisons his victims. Krampus carries the misbehaved children off. Some legends say to his lair to eat, and others say straight to hell. Regardless of the outcome, the stories are enough to scare even the bravest young tricksters into submission. Although the origin story is terrifying and nightmare-inducing, 
The story of Krampus is used today as a light-hearted tradition. In Hollywood, there are many versions of the Krampus story. One such film is the 2015 horror comedy simply titled Krampus. The movie stars Adam Scott and Tony Collette and is set in modern times. It's a fun film that celebrates both the silly and downright terrifying nature of the Krampus story. There are countless other B-movies involving the devilish creature as well. And that night, in the darkness of a howling blizzard, I got my wish. I knew St. Nicholas was not coming this year. Instead, it was a much darker, more ancient spirit. The shadow of St. Nicholas. It was Krampus. And as he had for thousands of years, Krampus came not to reward, but to punish. Not to give, but to take. help us I could only listen as they dragged my family into the underworld knowing that I would be next but Krampus didn't take me that night he left me as a reminder of what happens when hope is lost when belief is forgotten and the Christmas spirit dies, 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 dies. Krampus is probably one of the more notable holiday traditions in the world. He symbolizes the dark side of the holidays, the cold and dreary, the exact opposite of jolly old Saint Nick. So next time you think about acting out, misbehaving, or otherwise making trouble, Know that Krampus is watching from deep in the cold, dark shadows. 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 There are many scary holiday characters, more than we could possibly explore in this episode but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some honorable mentions. Our first honorable mention is Grilla. When one thinks of the term ogre, we may think gross, silly, smelly, or let's be honest, Shrek. Grilla is a completely different kind of ogre. During the holidays, she emerges from her lair to look for poorly behaved children and takes them back to her cave in order to make a stew. It doesn't end there though. Grilla brings along her offspring, also known as the Yule Lads. Though their collective name sounds adorable, they are anything but. The Yule Lads are tasked with helping their mother round up victims for their soup. Even more terrifying is the fact that a couple of the names Grilla gave her children are Pot Scraper and Door Slammer. To add fuel to this nightmare fire, Grilla also enlists the help of her pet, the Yolaka Turin, Yule Cat for the layman. The cat prowls the cold, frostbitten streets, searching for unsuspecting naughty kids. The only way to avoid being hauled off? 
Present to him that you've received clothes for being well-behaved throughout the year. So flaunt that wardrobe and hope that the enormous ogre Yule Cat approves. Ever wonder what goblins do in their downtime? According to legend of the Kali Kantzari, they spend their time underground throughout the year, plotting the apocalypse. There is no agreed upon appearance of these creatures, but many legends say they have attributes like hairy bodies, horse legs, and boar tusks. These grotesque monstrosities cut and saw at the trunk of the world tree so that it eventually collapses along with the world. During the 12 days of Christmas from December 25th to January 6th, they emerge from the surface to wreak havoc and mischief on mankind. Legend has it that there are a few ways for humans to protect themselves from these awful creatures of the night. One method is to leave a colander on the porch. Apparently, Kalikantzari can't count above two because the number three is believed to be a holy number. If they do count to three, they will die. Therefore, the creatures sit there staring at the colander until the sun comes up and they have to retreat underground once again. In an annual tradition, some cultures leave donut-like desserts and sausages on the roof and sing a very specific tune. Accepting the offering, the Kali Kanzari will relent and leave the house in peace. Another protective measure you can take to avoid these creatures is to leave a Yule log burning for the 12 days of Christmas, stopping the creatures from entering through the fireplace. In all of the cultures that tell of the Kali Kanzari, they always tell of the creatures capturing unsuspecting victims and torturing them or causing some sort of trouble until the sun rises. Once the sun rises, the creatures return to their dark homes underground. But the most horrifying part of this story? They return to their lairs to continue to plan our downfall. One final scary creature is Belschnickel. In German culture, the idea of Krampus is somewhat repeated in a character known as Belschnickel. The crotchety, fur-wearing being is part gift-bringer, part troublemaker for those who misbehave. Unlike Krampus, Belschnickel visits during Christmas independent of Santa. He comes bearing gifts for those children who are well-behaved, and for the bad children, well, let's allow someone with more authority on the subject to explain. Judgment is nigh, for the Belschnickel is I. Yes, he is finally nigh. I am nigh! Every year, my grandfather would dress up as Belschnickel at Christmas. He was okay at it. I am great. You know how they say some people were born to be bad? Well, I was born to be Belschnickel. <laughs> oh, Belschnickel has traveled from distant lands to discover how all the boys and the girls have been behaving this last year. <laughs> oh, too much strudel. So he's kind of like Santa, except dirty and worse. No, much better. No one fears Santa the way they fear Belschnickel. Wow. It's my favorite part of Christmas, the authority. And the fear. Yes, exactly. Come on, Dwight, you're making this up. No. This is a real thing. Belschnickel is a crotchety fur-clad gift-giver related to other companions of St. Nicholas in the folklore of southwestern Germany. Oh, yes, wow. of course. Okay, great. Seriously, you guys? Now you believe in Dwight's traditions when some Democrat looks it up on Wikipedia? Take a bowl of pasta. 
Thank you, Dwight. These are nice. No, these are gift balls. When you receive a gift, it will go in the ball, but the balls must be returned at the end. They're a set. Now, hold your balls forward. The Belge nickel will decide if you are impish or admirable. Oh, it's like naughty or nice. No, impish or admirable. Quick question, do you just decide who gets what in the moment, or did you make a list? I decided earlier. Oh, nice. Did you check that list? Of course I checked it. But more than once, because you could have made a mistake. I checked it more than once. Okay, so you made a list, you checked it twice, and now you're going to find out who's... Impish or admirable. Damn. Phyllis fans, cheer or fear, Belch Nickel is here. I judge your year as admirable. There you are. Hmm, what are these? It's a set of rubber gaskets for canning jars. I'd rather have the bowl. You can't have the bowl! Oscar Martinez, cheer or fear? Belch Nickel is here. I judge your year as impish. Ow! You hit people with that thing? No, I'm carrying around the stick in order to look cool. For the kinder. Ooh. Mousetrap. In a head-to-head -head contest, people prefer Belschnickel over Santa every time. There aren't as many songs about him, but I attribute that more to rhyming difficulties. My brother and I wrote one once. It was about a fickle pickle salesman who would tickle you for a nickel. It's a punishment. Hey, where are you going? I have to go to Philly, but this was amazing. Okay? But you work tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I just like to settle in and get a good night's sleep. But we were going to break the pig rib. Oh. Remember? That's right. No matter, Belschnickel cares not about this. Off with you. Perfect. Merry Christmas, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Don't you want to know your present? You know what? Yeah, how about it? Jim Halpert, cheer of fear. <laughs> Belschnickel is here. I judge you here as impish. Oh! Are you nuts? I judge you impish! Ow, ow! Okay, that is three, and you didn't hit anybody that hard. They're not abandoning the party. Just, hey! All right, that's enough, I'm done, okay? In bed! Ow! Christmas time is a fantastic time to sit around the fire, sip our favorite hot drinks, and avoid the cold with the ones we cherish the most. But out there, in the frightful weather, in the blistering cold, more nightmarish things abound. Although many of these stories are certainly terrifying, they combine to create a rich tapestry of culture and tradition that people all over the world look forward to. So to all listening, bundle up, lock your doors, and for God's sake, try to be good this season. Wow, 
Yum, yum, yum. Mark, thank you so much for your delicious Christmas dinner. I honestly couldn't fit in another bite. Really? Because I have a Christmas pud. Oh, maybe a little bit of pud then. What a bloody surprise, mate. You got room for pud. <laughs> you love your pudding. All right, there's always a little bit of room for pud. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. I don't think I have room for pud. There's no pressure. If you don't want to have any pud, uh, Bro, um, Broden, then you don't have to have any pud. Maybe just a little bit for me. <laughs> oh, so you do want a little bit of pud. I thought you cheeky little boys would want a little bit of pud. Um, I'll just get a sliver of pud, thanks. How much pud are we talking? Like, about that much pud? Maybe a little bit more pud than that, mate. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought, yeah. mate. Oh, mate, maybe a little bit more than that, mate. No, we'll give me a bit more of that. Yeah, you do want more, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love pud. I love pud. Oh. Mate, that's a lot of pud. I, I don't know if I have room for it. Are you sure you don't have any room for custard? I didn't say that it was custard. Oh, you want that custard, don't you, big boy? Get the couch ready, because there's custard. I'm gonna be a, I'll be a naughty land by two. Let's scream it out for some custard. I made it from eggs. You have had eggs? All right, yeah, chuck it. We chuck on the custard and then chuck a little bit of cream on there as well. Oh, bit of custard. Oh, bit of brandy cream, mate. Just make sure you don't do too much of either. You know, that's the, you don't want it to overpower the pud. Oh, what about, who am I kidding? Have as much as you want, Broden Kelly. Yeah, there we go. Oh, no, guys, I made too much pud. Oh, my big fuck head. No, we can have a little bit more. I think there's enough room for two puds, mate. Where's the rush? Why are you rushing? Just leave it there. Someone will eat it. Nah, I'm not gonna put it away, boys. I was just testing out that. Yeah, leave it there, see what happens. When you invest in Pud, you invest in your friends. I love Pud. Oh. Wow, I can't believe it. I've had two serves of Pud. <sighs> Shut up. And have more Pud. <laughs> Is Pud. Come on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Too much pud. Too much pud. Too much pud. You guys haven't seen Auntie Donna? <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Go on Netflix and watch their their uh, series. It's hilarious. It's very very funny. And then do yourself a favor and watch the Christmas pud on YouTube because the visual. The audio is pretty good, but the visual yeah. is just <laughs> so good. It's such a good <laughs> tradition. I love it. I watch it every year. Oh, so good. Just, just a little Was bit. Has it been two years just, now that's been out? Just a little bit of board. Something like that, just yeah. Just a little bit of board. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I like how he hides the custard. Oh, He's have, like, you, have you ever had eggs? Oh, fuck. And good. then he brings the custard. He's like, how about oh, some? Oh, you just said nothing about custard. custard. <laughs> so good. All right. What are we doing now, Corey? We're talking about two uh, albums, one of them being Like Pacific's new album, Control My Sanity, and the other one being Can't Swim, um, Change of Plans. We'll start with Like Pacific. Sure. I just played it. I like this band a lot. Um, I found them a couple years ago because Alan from Four Years Strong produced their album before this, which I can say it's called In Spite of Me. And this new one's called Control My Sanity. I don't think Alan had anything to do with this one. 
Um, I actually didn't look at the all music. Did you look at the all music? I did not. Did or I think I tried, and again, I didn't see anything. Yeah, unofficial sponsor, allmusic.com. It's like the IMDb, but for music. But it's not perfect. I feel um, like lately I haven't been seeing all the credits on these. I think it really... I think these... The producers and stuff have to go in and like physically do it. Like yeah. on, on IMDb, some people want to understand that like I had an IMDb IMDb page before I even made one. Yeah, I worked on stuff, and the producers and and people behind the scenes they do that. So like I I, I was looking on IMDb and I found my own page. It's like oh I didn't make this. How do they know I'm five eight? How do they know my birthday is on March eighth? This is so it was so weird. But now I've I've gotten the IMDb Pro, so I've gone in and like redid it. But it yeah. was so like with IMDb, it's almost automatic because it's so industry standard. All music really hasn't gotten to that yet. So um, yeah, you're right. Credits just says like Pacific, so I have no idea who produced this album. Um, but I don't think it's Alan from uh, Forty Strong because he would, he, he would have posted. Too. Yeah, that and I think that's one thing that really takes away from this album from the last one. I think they needed an Allen type person um, on this. It's I like this band a lot. I lo- I want to say I, I love this album. I don't think it's as as good as the last one, but these guys it, they're like this. They're, they're they're right. They're like Forty Strong Junior. They sound very much like that, but not as pop punk. A little bit more minor sounding, but they definitely have that Forty Strong sound. Yeah. Um, I got the wrong scrutiny scale for me. One second. Um, what do you think about it? Because I know, um, I'm very because I already know what we, we think about this. And I'm very surprised. I thought I you would hate, love this album. I don't hate it, but what the, I know you're kind of it's just like stuff you're into. I thought this would like yeah. hit all the fucking check marks. Well, you're right. It it should, but there is no song on here. That was memorable to me. All of them were very much like. I don't disagree with that. This sounds the same as the last one. This sounds, which that one sound is great. Like that one, like, yeah, it's it's very good. Like this song was good. And then I got like later in the record, there was one song where right after one played, another one started, and I'm like, wait, this is a different song. Uh, I forget which one it is, but um. That was a problem I had listening to it all the way through. I was just like, I, it's hard. I had to do it in two listens because I was like, halfway through, I was like, okay, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to pick it back up later. And I listened to it, and I'm like... It's so surprising. Because like, all the bands you listen to that are kind of like this, the fireworks, the microwaves, the yeah. fridges, the whatever, the, the, the single word yeah, name yeah, yeah, yeah. bop bunk bands, that's what I, when I hear that stuff... I go. That's it. All sounds the same. But then I listen to this band. It's. But I, I think I, I get that. But it's not that. But I think if this, this might make sense. It is a. It is a sound like a band like Microwave. It's a sound I don't mind hearing over and over and over again. Like I could hear that. You don't one. like this one. I don't. Um. I don't hate it though. That's the thing. Like yeah. going through, I was on like I. I is this your this. home sweet home alone? No, <laughs> um, definitely not that low. Um, but it is like kind of a remake of like these, like oh three oh five. It is that screamo, but like emo pop punk. Like day to remember at times that those dun 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 dun. Yeah. Very day to remember. Like 
I have no. I don't doubt they're talented. They're very good. Um, I've yet I to think see the them production. live. I really want to see these guys live. I want the, to see if they can pull it off. Yeah, and maybe that's another thing. Some bands like this, I won't like them on record. And we'll and talk about Can't Swim in a second because okay. they pulled it off. And then yeah. I'll go see them, and then yeah. I'll be like, holy crap, they're good, and I'll listen to their record. I need to find out when they're touring again. But, but yeah, I mean, I didn't. I gave it a 65 at right now. Um, going forward, I may be like, you know. Did you listen to the last one? Inspired I me? I didn't. I should go back. Go listen to that one. I will. I, th- I like that one a lot more. It's, yeah. I don't. But it's in the same vein, though. I, yeah. I have, a, I have a feeling you might not like it because it's, it's. But the weird thing. This is the sound of this band. They're, a lot of their songs do sound the yeah. same, but they, if you really dig into what they're doing, they're not. Yeah. But the weird thing is his voice, like. Sounds just like uh, like Alan Dan. Alan and Dan, you can hear. He's like, like a mixture of if they combine. Yeah. It's not exactly. Alan's a little bit more high pitched, yeah. and Dan is a little bit more low. But the, like the like that part sounded Very like Dan. Dan yeah. yeah, but I think from well, I think, if, I think if we asked like specifically, like, hey, is is Four Years Strong one of your yeah, favorite bands? They'd probably say, yeah, yeah, they're, they're awesome. And so it's so. weird because I should be like, oh shit, I like this because Four Years Strong is it's up there, up there in the the tops for me but um i don't know this one just kind of fell flat for now i'm a i always go back and listen to records more than once so i hear you um, well if i was introducing someone to this band like pacific i would have sh- yeah. i would show shown them in spite of me the last one um their first album is pretty great too it's a little bit more more pop punk um i gave it as 82 um yeah that's and that and that seems kind of high for yeah. me, for me, I liked this record. I liked this record. I didn't love it, um, but for like an 0305 kid like myself, oh, scream yeah. out like this hits all the fucking buttons. Like it's almost a mixture of like Forty Strong, Thursday, and like Silverstein. It's uh, they could tour with them. It hits me. It hit, yeah, it, it's good. So, and that's good. That's again the beauty of music is that I think it hits I hope, everybody. Hopefully, different. on the next one, they don't try to go too mainstream and too let's write 10 singles and just stick they need to get Alan back in the, in the yeah, studio I'll, if he isn't they need, I don't think they, he does some of these bands they'll have an engineer slash producer there that are, is literally recording everything they're doing which is great and and they'll have some good input but you also you might if you have the money and the opportunity have Another person that has no idea, is not controlling anything, and just is a third ear, fourth ear, basically in that studio. That's not part of the band. That's not the engineer. Just straight up producer saying that's good, that's bad. What if we did this? What if we did that? Like that's what I think this band. That's a lot. Of, that's that. what a lot of bands need. All yeah. But it's really hard to to afford someone like that. Yeah, yeah. these days especially because yeah. of like streaming and everything. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize like a band like at this level that probably paid $50,000 for this album, maybe under. I don't think it's 100000 Are they on a label or no? Yeah, I think they are. Um, but when you get into like the major label stuff, yeah, they're on Pure Noise. Um, you can afford that fourth ear. Yeah. You'll, you'll have someone just pushing buttons and push the levers and then someone literally listening to everything and rewriting and making sure everything's perfect in a writing 
point, I guess. So it's it sucks that these kind of bands don't have that outside kind of yeah, tool. yeah. But if you can find that, like, I think that's what makes Will Putney so special. Guys like that, Chris Como, who I fucking love, they can do the engineer, push the buttons and stuff, and separate themselves from that and go, I'm listening to this as a fan or someone outside. That's good. That's bad. And that's it's, it's that's hard to find. So yeah, I we don't know who produced and engineered yeah. this. It's not bad. I just no, think, it is. I think they needed someone that just had a little bit more pop experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you're right. Every song kind of sounded the same. And again, like you said, not necessarily a problem, but like it just wasn't my. Yeah. Like if I was gonna hear a song over and over and over, it wouldn't be like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I like it. It's decent. I'm not gonna say it's terrible thank you i don't think so either all right let's get in the other one all right we just recently saw this band live and my friend nick walker who's been on the podcast um showed showed me this band probably about a year ago and um they're out what's their other album not the green one the other one. Oh, this two won't pass came out in two, 2018 that album really that made me a fan of this band because it's like again 2003 2005 i think like pacific and can't swim would have been fucking killing it out there yeah on island records back in 2003 2005 because this would have been perfect for that genre um but unfortunately now <laughs> like 15 years later yeah um but they're i i think it's good because now they're they're trying to get this new adult crowd yep we're all, you know, when we were all teenagers back in the day, now we're 30 years old. Like, what afford. can we write that they'll yeah. like? So um, they have a new album called Change of Plans. We'll put that on right now. Corey, let's, let's talk about them live. What did you think about them live? Uh, Unlike Lake Pacific, because we didn't see them live. This band we saw live recently. The reason I like this band is because I saw them live. And they played a lot of these new uh, songs on at their out. Al- they did. Live. They opened um, for Silverstein, by the way. Yeah, they opened for Silverstein and uh, Perva- whatever the band was. I don't remember them. Oh, that other shitty band. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about them. But then this this band comes on and it's just They opened these, up, right? Yeah, they yeah. opened up. And um, I their energy was just nuts. Like that guy, that lead singer is just all over the place. I feel like they have kind of like this, we don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah. Like... Even in this album, I feel like they have it. Not not even only on stage, but this album is kind of all over the it place. It is. But they fucking own it. Yeah. Un- unlike the Day to Remember album that we fucking oh destroyed. That's another trash can. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's, that's the trash, the trash can, can one. Those guys did a bunch of shit and didn't make any sense. Yeah. This band does a bunch of different kind of songs, but it's like you kind of fall for it. You're like, oh, you can no, tell I they're fans it. of like hardcore, of a little bit emo. of metal, emo. And punk, like oh, straight yeah. punk, like like oh, so they have like that's more of an emo song. Oh, it's a good song. This is my favorite song on the whole record. It's a trip. This it, song and it the took next me a song. second to realize it's in six six. Oh, but remember it's one two three one two three. It's like, but if you count it, two, yeah. three, four, one, two, three, four, one. Yeah, you can call, you can count six, eight, and it's one, a, two. It's so trippy. I like this song. But a then, lot. They, yeah, they have a song. What's the weird punk one? 
Is this one with Caleb? Yeah, this one with Caleb Shomo. Set the world. It's really good. Oh, don't they have another one that's like a little more punk? Not this one. No. Not this one. Maybe it's. Maybe it was that one. Might be this one, actually. Nope. There it is. This is like straight hardcore. Very hardcore. Yeah. So that, you wouldn't think this is the same band as the. But it works so well. You know what? You know why I think why it works so well. Their album is almost like listening to a screamo playlist. You go to iTunes, you go to Spotify, and you go, "Hey, give me screamo from 2003." You get a song from Jimmy World. You get a song from Thursday. You get a song from Thrice. You get a song from Alexis on Fire. That's this band reminds yeah, me. Yeah, a lot. And I I had mentioned like a, I think it's like a heavy May. Right? Yeah. I think his, his, for some reason, his voice really reminds me of May for some reason. His singing, yeah, yeah. for sure. But I think that's why they work. Because it's like listening to five different bands on like a playlist, but it makes sense. Does that make Yeah. Unlike the they Day Remember just, album where it's like, this is a, this sounds like a weird playlist that They Spotify were just like, me. they were captivating live too. Like they yeah. just like. They own the stage. I, I know. It's really hard to be that opening band opening for a legendary band and like own it yeah the beginning the audience was just a bunch of yeah, adults didn't. sitting there like oh what do you got for us but by the end of it i think they had won yeah. them like won them over like okay like and I, they won me i mean liz, i was already in from the beginning but by the end i was like i really now i really like this band liz and i definitely this record has been on both of our repeat she loves them too it's just like something about them just like brings back because they're like they do have an element of post hardcore oh, yeah. like I think that, all that I stuff. think that would be like their best clarification yeah they're post hardcore and uh, yeah just a little more a little more pop sensibility to it and less like well that's what there is post hardcore is, is yeah taking hardcore and what do we do with it now yeah and we, we go pop we go even more hardcore we go like right down the middle and I think Liz uh, that's why she she was all about like these types of bands when she was, you know, younger and everything. So I think, and then they like that whole May reference you make, like that sticks with me too. Cause I'm like, yeah, dude, this is what I was listening to. And I, I was, could see May going hardcore. Yeah. They like releasing a new record. Dude, summertime heavy. is a fucking, it could be a hardcore yeah. song. It's all pretty. But um, I gave this record a 91 cause I thought it was, pretty good i was like it's almost perfect to me like i I love it i'm surprised you gave it that high i gave it a 79.5 i liked the other one better just like like pacific i like the one before this and then we got introduced to that the first one the one with the green the green one with the chick on it i don't think you and i had heard that one before that one's really good too yeah some of these like first albums from these bands are like oh oh boy here comes like the demos yeah but it's it was like, Solid, oh no, this yeah. is exactly what the other album is. But yeah, because they played some of those on the at the show. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I, I remember saying that a couple of their songs are very Beastie Boys, like the way he a little like, bit. Yeah, I'm sure if you if we asked stuff, him, yeah, they would be. Yeah, but they're from Jersey too, so it's like they have that like uh, of East Coast sound. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, if you're a fan of this kind of all the bands we just mentioned, yep. you'll like this band. It's it's cool background music too. It's nothing, but the other thing with like like Pacific, there's there's not too many songs that like stick out. Yeah, you know what I mean, like singles, radio. Like I could I could see some of these songs on the radio, but I think the Caleb Shomo one probably. could be, but yeah. I think no, it's about that. it. Let me play that one. Um, he's from Beartooth, by the way. Yeah, Beartooth's great. Shomo. Yeah, I like this song a lot. Um, yeah, not bad. I like the like like Pacific album better though. Even though, wait, you gave a better score to I did. The, uh, I that did. one, right? I did. Yeah, I did. All right, well, let's leave us in the background. We're gonna do some Christmas ad lib, mad, mad libs, mad libs. Yes. Our annual Mad Libs. Corey has printed. You printed them out? I did. Okay. Am I going first? Yes. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. I need an adjective. Douchey. A noun. Dildo. A relative. Second cousin. Noun. Dishwasher. Verb. Fucking. Noun. Bowtie. Another noun. Um, front lawn. So good. Adjective. Um, bitchy. <laughs> you always gotta go inappropriate on these. That's Adjective. Nipple. Woo! Person. Stephen Colbert. Animal. Fox. Location. Disneyland. Adjective. Magical. Holiday. Kwanzaa. Adjective. Mary. Uh, noun. Cocktail. Nice. Noun. First place of thing. Reminder. Guitar. Another noun. Piano. And another noun. Um. Can you get is, is real this last gross one? too? No. Oh. Um, you can get real gross. <clears throat> Christmas ham. Adjective. Gross. 
constant reminder. Holiday. New Year's Eve. Almost done. Is that the last one? Yes. Let's get some Christmas music in the background. Hold on. All right, here we go. Here comes the Christmas Madlibs that Robert Maine created. All right. Dear Santa, I have been a very douchey dildo this year. I always help second cousin with chores around the dishwasher. It's my job to fuck the bow tie and take out the front lawn every day. I really hope I am on the bitchy list this year. I've done a lot of nipple things, so I deserve it. I even helped Stephen Colbert feed their fox while they were on vacation in Disneyland. I have a few magical Kwanzaa wishes this year, and I would love to see Merry New Cocktail underneath the tree with my name on it. It would make me the happiest guitar on the piano. <laughs> oh, and if you could put a Christmas ham inside of my stocking, that would be gross, too. <laughs> Merry New Year's Eve. Sincerely, Robert. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Get a pen. All right. Let's see. I'm not still on Echo. All right. Give me a noun. Fart. Verb ending in ing. Sucking. Uh, Adjective. Shitty. Family member. Great uncle. Verb. Is it like just a verb or verb in ing? Uh, ing helps. Pissing. Ingredient. Ingredient. Boogers and cum. That's two, but okay. Well, it's... Yeah. (laughs) Noun. Balls. Noun. Diarrhea. I don't know how to spell it, but I got it. Uh, Noun. Um, tacos. <laughs> okay. Noun. Burritos. A burrito. Noun. Hand job. <laughs> Verb. Verb. <laughs> crapping crap no crapping works noun anus number 63 <laughs> 60 
69, of course. <laughs> yeah, I put 69. I'll put 69. <laughs> number, another number. 21. 21. Noun. Uh, penis. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, Corey. It's Santa Claus. I have a Christmas baking list for you. Oh, boy, Santa. So here we go. Every year, we make fart at Christmas time. Sucking has been a tradition since I was a shitty kid. My great uncle used to make most of the recipe back then, but I always helped pissing boogers and cum. Now that I'm older, I made the entire batch of balls from scratch. All you have to do is mix diarrhea and tacos in a bowl until fluffy and add burritos. But don't forget the hand job. Crapping them on an anus and making them at 69 degrees. After 21 minutes, you'll have the perfect penis. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. You're welcome, Corey. What else do you want for Christmas this year? Some self-respect. Try next year. All right, that's been Damn fun. Damn it. Thanks, Santa. See you, guys. See you later. He just flew out of here. Yeah. Well, that was fun. He's got to get to the airport. <laughs> get it? Because the song. Dude, John Williams. Yeah. The fucking man. He rules. All right, well, Merry Christmas, Corey. It's been fun. Yeah. And Merry Christmas to you all. Until next year, we'll do the, uh, the annual Mad Libs and... Uh, what are we going to do for next year's NPR segment? I don't know. Movies. We'll do something with movies. Yeah. We didn't really talk about too many Christmas movies other than Home Alone this Maybe year. the origins of a certain... Top, top die ten. Hard. Ooh. Dude, my, my one Christmas. and only argument with Die Hard being a Christmas movie. I fucking hate this argument. I hate the people that say, it's not a Christmas. Fuck you. Fuck you. Go listen to the goddamn soundtrack of Die Hard. It's all Christmas songs done in like minor keys. Yep, that's it. That's all. That's that's the only argument. The entire soundtrack is Christmas songs. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie for sure. Okay, enough Christmas shit. Follow us on Instagram, so so screeny podcast. We also have a website, so so where you can find out all. Or you can listen to all of our past episodes. Check out some of my videos I've done with Ram Martin Media. Um, check out my cousin's podcast that was on the podcast yeah. earlier. What's your position where we talk about sexy stuff? It's pretty fun. What else we got to plug, Corey? Dark Horse. Your butt. No, Ooh, I'm just kidding. Um, well, my butt's up for Dark Horse. They're a great coffee company, delicious coffee. So is Coffee Code. We got, you got a little give a shout out to Coffee Code. code. I, I got a little coffee code um, today. And then and uh, the Satanic Temple. Yeah. Go donate. Hail Santa. <laughs> Hail Santa. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to end on a classic song. What else you want to talk about, Corey? I just want to say be safe, have a good holiday, and know that there's much more than just gifts. No, gifts are the most important thing about Christmas. Let's be honest. Not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. It's been the Social Security Podcast. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. Merry Christmas, everybody. And to all a good night.